0: Hey, Chad Russell, Kurt Sauter, back for a little bonus segment. This is not going to be aired on the radio, but this is a little bit of extra material that you don't get to hear. For those of you who listen to our podcast, it's just bonus stuff, and we never have enough time. Usually with our guests, we've got too much good stuff, and, and Greg is a great, uh, he's a deep well. And uh, we want to kind of go to that a little bit more. And, and Kurt had a couple of the questions that we didn't get a chance to get to on the radio program. So we're going to cover a couple of things here on this podcast.
1: Greg, you cl- climbed the corporate ladder mm-hmm. and you have been successful in the world's eyes. You, you become you know president of KFC, uh, you know, this hundred countries, you know, all, all around the world and leading thousands and thousands of restaurants uh talk to the young guy. He's thirty years old. He's mm-hmm. he's in, in the corporate world and he's trying to just take take you know, just keep climbing. Yeah. Uh, give give him some words of encouragement, words of wisdom, mm-hmm. and some maybe a, a lesson or two that you learned.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, uh, I would say, you know, the first very lesson I I would encourage them, something that took me a long time to fully integrate, is kind of what we were just talking about, that understand that your work is your ministry. And I think once you understand that, that this is really about the expression of the kingdom of God and your place on the wall, wherever you're working, then it puts it all in the right perspective, and you, you get to see... Uh, God at work and invade your workplace in ways that you, you'll never, you know, you'll never imagine. And so I think that the first step is just to see this is, you know, this is a, this is a sacred endeavor. Um, you know, God trusts us to, be, to have the message of reconciliation, mm-hmm. to go into places, to bring light and salt, uh, and to love on people. One of the most amazing things that, that I always encountered is yeah, I found people always could argue and did argue with my doctrine. You know that they would take issue, they'd argue with beliefs, but one thing they couldn't do is when I was in a position to act according to the tit for tat uh, scenario, um, where uh, you know one strike deserves another. Where I exercised unconditional love, uh, they knew that that was not natural; it was supernatural.
1: And they don't know what to do with it. And they
2: don't know what to do with it. (laughs) And it's the one thing that disarms. It's it's what Jesus gave. And it disarms every thought that raises itself up against the knowledge of God Mm. uh, is the unconditional love of God that seeps in and says to somebody, you know what, there's no reason in the natural for me to have this reaction to you, but I'm going to love you supernaturally when I'm slighted, when I'm uh, dishonored, uh, when someone's gone around my back, you know, and I could go in and say, let me tell you what you did and ex- extract a pound of flesh or had the power um, to really harm somebody. You just go and say, you know what? Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. And, and to really be concerned about them and about the, their lives outside of work, uh, their children, uh, to really get to know them, not just the work they do, but to get to know them, to really care about them as people. When you start to see coworkers as real people, who God's at work in and has a desire and a destiny for that you Mm. get to intersect that changes everything about the way you approach them and the way you approach work. Even the people that kind of bug you and we all have those trust me uh, i had my more than my share you know you start to you, you, you develop uh, just a supernatural tolerance and patience and even a uh, level of engagement to say you know what uh, god's got something beyond that that's awesome so that you know that's the first thing second thing i always say is that just practically i always encourage people you know don't climb the ladder What you want to do is you want to commit to being the very best at what you're doing. Mm. Be excellent. When you focus on doing excellent work and being good and doing it the right way, opportunities come. You don't have to worry about that. And the worst thing that can happen to you is to be put into something that you really didn't prepare for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you're in a situation where you're not equipped to do what you've been asked to do. But when you focus wherever you're put on, on becoming good, doing quality work um, and understanding that you know god's placed you there and you're a representative of his uh, and you are there to uh, represent him and do high quality work treat people the right way god will give you favor to go to the places where you want where he wants you to go and let me tell you something i've learned You don't want to go anywhere where he doesn't want you to go. (laughs) So you may have something in your sights that says, I want that job. I want to do that role. And be careful what you ask for. Um, You know, it's when we're seeking things that we think will really be the answer. And God's not opening the door, giving us favor. It's his kindness. Mm. And instead of kicking against the goads and saying, you know, this is wrong. Lord, why can't I have this? You need to trust that God's a good God. Uh, and he doesn't want to give you things that aren't good for you and he's not a withholding god and uh, sometimes it takes a couple of those wrong turns to see you know something i said to god you know what you don't know what you're talking about this is really what i want and i'm gonna get it uh those are the worst times of my life (laughs) Uh, but god in his his graciousness he's he redeems even those and he works them for good but there's a lot more pain in the process and a lot more collateral damage yeah oh my goodness that's true
1: be the best that you can be. I, I, it, it reminds me of uh, what I was talking with a baseball player. You know, if you're going to move up into the major leagues, almost always it's you got to work hard, be faithful, mm-hmm. and, it, and there's a, usually an injury or a yeah. retirement, yeah. and then that's your opening. Yes. And you just you just be faithful. You just work hard. You keep doing all the things you need to do, and then God opens the door. You know,
2: I love that. You know, I tell people that a lot because we we get. What happens is our circumstances become our reality, and, uh, you know, I'm always in just uh, captivated by the story of Joseph. You know, you follow his journey, and you guys all know it from the pit to Potiphar's house to prison, and he's in prison, and he tells the cupbearer and the baker their destiny. You know, unfortunately for the baker, it didn't work so well, but the cupbearer goes back and works for the king, and it says he forgot Joseph, and Joseph, for two more years, is serving in the, in, prison. The, in the prison. And then it says, but in a moment, you know, in the Bible so many times there's a the phrase for that, like in the fullness of time, when Jesus was born, it was the fullness of time. In that moment, when it's God's timing, circumstances change to bring about what God has in store in your destiny and your purpose and his purpose. And when you can just rest in that mm-hmm. and know that, Uh, Let God handle that. Now, if he shows you something to do, be obedient. Don't be fearful. Um, But if he's just asking you to trust him and wait, just know that that you're trusting and waiting on a God who is sovereign, who loves you, and who can move in any system, in any circumstance, at any time. It's hard to wait, though, isn't it? It's hard to wait. I'm the worst at it. You know, I, I you're, I, you're speaking to like like a reformed alcoholic with a, you know, talking about not drinking. It's like I was really good at at, um, you know, there's a certain God gives you natural abilities, and mm-hmm. then he, we live in a place where you have resources and a country where you have resources. And what happens is you start to become pretty self sufficient, and you start to think you're pretty good at being self sufficient. And what the Lord taught me is, He had to humble me, hmm. and teach me to be dependent. But when I learned that dependence was really the greatest way to unleash God's power and work in my life and to the greatest outcomes, then I started willingly becoming dependent. Mm. But most of us that are type A's and we're out there running around and wanting to make things happen, um, we don't willingly become dependent. We're taught to be self-sufficient. We're taught to go make it happen. And God just teaches me there's another way, you know, and that other way is to know that I have plans. And when you stay in tune to my plans and follow me into those plans, uh, then I make things happen on the right time in the right place. And that dependence then becomes, uh, at first it drove me crazy, but then I started to look forward to it because when I'm dependent on God, it's this fun adventure because Mm. you never know, where God's going to lead you, what He's going to ask you to do. Um, but when He does, you know, it's it's something that is usually very exciting and usually has a, a great outcome. Um, but it's it's hard to operate that way. It is hard.
1: It's it's it's
2: not our natural tendency to to do that. Yeah, I still fight it. Um oh. I still fight it. Um, we... You know, and many of us do. Uh, but. Uh, it's a good fight now. It's like, uh, I wanna yield to it. And so it's just a matter of keeping it top of mind and saying, okay, Lord, I just need to trust you. What are you doing? How do you wanna move forward? I start to see, here's one thing I would say to people, as you're climbing the corporate ladder, I always saw obstacles as things just to be overcome, run down, run around, you know, solved, problems to be solved. And sometimes people were obstacles, and so they were like to be solved. Um, but, but now when, when I see an obstacle, I start to see that God speaks in circumstances. So when I see an obstacle or an issue come up, I just I just take a moment and say, Lord, what's that all about? Why is that person an obstacle? Uh, what? Why are you holding us back? Why are we standing here at the Red Sea? And instead of saying, I'm going to— like, go around the Red Sea, I'm going to build a bridge. I say, you know what, Lord? You obviously didn't bring me to the Red Sea to drown me. You have a different plan. What is it? Reveal it. Hmm. And too many of us are, we're bridge builders. We come to the Red Sea and say, okay, let's start building the bridge. Hurry up and let's go. Uh, and God's been teaching me in this season that, um, man, if he brought you there, he's, he's going to take you through it, around it, over it, or he'll dry it up. Whatever it takes. Um <laughs> that's,
1: Yeah, we, that is so true. We're we're so much we build the bridge, you know? And like no, you'll you'll miss all the power. Yeah. You'll and miss I, all you, and you'll get all the credit.
2: Yeah. Instead of God getting the glory. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Hmm.
1: Greg, a couple other questions real sure. quick. Um the a a a great day for you going to the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, a horrible day for
2: you going to the office? Uh, you know, a, a horrible, a great day for me starting with that, uh, would be where I knew I was going to meet with people that I could inspire them, give them hope, uh, particularly people on the front line going out to a restaurant or people who were visiting from the field, uh, into the headquarters and we got to show them, and, and and just giving people a different perspective, and giving them hope, inspiring them, uh, elevating them to say, you know what, you can do more than you think you can. You're capable of more. Uh, there's um, there's more to what you're doing, and we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And to demonstrate appreciation and thank thankfulness to the people that I worked with, to really in- encourage the human spirit. You know, mm-hmm. that's a great day for me. A bad day for me would be a day full of meetings where we're going through administrative stuff. And, and uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I often said, if you wanted to make me go crazy, give me a spreadsheet and put me in an office for a day. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd jump out of the office window, whether it was one story or three. I'd, I'd be jumping out of it. But um, And, you know, and what I found is that um, when you know how God's created you, you know, what you were kind of made to do. Your Ephesians 2.10 purpose, we talked about that. It's interesting, that word for workmanship in there is the same word as song or poem. Mm-hmm. So God literally breathed you, you know, sang you into life, and you were made to, to be a symphony. And so when you sing the song that God's, you know, created you to be, then you'll be the most satisfied you'll ever be in God, you know. I forget who it was but one of the theologians said um God is glorified when his creation does what it was created to do. Mm. And so when the mountains are majestic, they glorify God. That's what they were made to do. When when we are unique, we're uniquely designed to be an expression of God in our world. And you're different than I am and Chad's different than you and I, and when we are uniquely mm. that, that is an expression of God that the world doesn't get to see except through us that's when god's glorified but the way he made it is it's also when we're most satisfied Mm. and so when i'm put in a position where i get to uh, help people see through clutter move out of fog get a perspective and then be able to get unstuck and move into greater fruitfulness and and greater uh partnership with god um you know i'm doing basically what god created me to do and he gets the glory but you know what i get to have the fun uh. <laughs> I get to have the fun because it's it's a it's a, a passion he put in my heart. Um, so uh, it's it's this beautiful dance we get to do with God. Then because it's giving Him glory, we're doing what He made us to do, and we're getting pleasure and out of it um, it's, because it's what He made us to do.
1: Isn't that beautiful? I yeah. mean, that is that is. Uh,
2: and how many
0: people though
1: feel that is guilty? That's so life giving. How many people yeah. feel
0: guilty? And I I've been in this boat for many yep. a year. The moment you start to enjoy that, you feel right. guilty for it. Whoa, you, wait a minute. I can't be having fun with God. Right. And that's just, well, you talk about of not of this world. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Excuse me, of this, that's of this world saying that, don't you have fun with what God's doing in your life? And that's yeah. just counterproductive. He's a yeah. father who we are his children how many people want their children to be miserable
2: oh that's that's absolutely you know? right that look, and look. that's very that's very profound right there and if if people could grasp a hold of that and start living that mm-hmm. it would change the way they live because jesus said i came to give life and life to the full now if we start
0: making the fun that the god right we reverse it let's have fun for me first to make it about me but like you said god gets the glory we get to have the fun that yeah. is that's okay that's god's equation him yeah. first and we get to enjoy that
2: that's yeah. You know, for me, having fun, sometimes I'll meet with somebody for lunch or coffee or whatever, and um, I'll just pray ahead of time. Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? And then I'll join in. I used to do that, you know, uh, uh, with people just uh, who I was meeting with or, you know, started doing that now at work. And what you find out is that um, God shows up in those places and those conversations. And then I get to do what I was created to do. And it might sound like work or coaching or advice, but it's really God using me to speak into that person's life. Man, I'm having a ball. Mm. But God is working in that person to bring forth what he wants them to see or do or experience. And that's joy. Uh, But it's also the advancement of the kingdom. It's
1: the the upside down of Jesus. Yeah. And how God moves and works in and through us. And we think we got to I, I love what you were talking about earlier. We, we, we got we to gotta put our best foot forward and we got to do all the energy and work and strive and strive and yeah. strive. It's like, no, yeah. No. Moses, yeah. all Moses had to do was to stretch out his arm over the Red Sea and
2: God did, did yeah. the rest. Yeah. You know, the, there are times <laughs> where we have to do our part. There are times where we have to be disciplined. There are times where the Lord asks us to do things that are unpleasant to us. But the bottom line is, is that um, when we're walking you know, in partnership with the Lord, uh, there's a joy in that process and in that journey that is unmatched than anything else we do. And um, we don't need to feel guilty about it. It's meant to be life-giving. It's meant to be uh, the th- very fuel that keeps us going. And when we start to put yokes on that says, no, you're supposed to do this, and you're supposed to do that, and you're, that's where I think we start to carry these burdens, these weights that, uh, that man puts on us. Mm. And I think that's difficult. I, that was especially difficult for me because, you know, unlike you two guys, I had, a, I had and still have some, um, my wife would say more than some, a, a dose of people-pleaser in me. And so my my agenda often became affected by taking on the things that other people wanted me to do and and there wasn't life in them for me Mm -hmm. but i felt obligated or this is what i had to do and there are some things we have to do that we don't want to do but by and large when we find ourselves you know rather than fearing god and saying okay lord what is your highest and best use for me what do you want me to do and let him be the source of giving us the things that we're to carry that's where, where it shifts, and, why, and and where I can look at it and say, you know what, uh, it might be good to help somebody with this or do this. If that's really not mm. what the Lord's calling me to do, then really I'm just trying to do that because I feel obligated or I want to be that person to think well of me or I don't want to deal with the negative consequences of that. Mm. And that can, that, that's where you can become shackled. Mm. Yep. Bondage. Yeah. Greg?
1: It's been great to have
2: you. Yeah, it's so good to be with you guys and uh, really love what you're doing with these guys and feeding them and uh, be encouraged and, you know, keep going and know that uh, I'm sure what you guys are hearing are stories that people, um, you know, time after time, just little things that showed up at the right time in people's lives with the very right word uh, that shifted the way they, they thought or moved and, um, you know, just know that the Lord's going to use that beyond what even you know. Well,
1: that's our prayer, and that's uh, we, we've been able to experience that. So I, I, last week, uh, well, I'm, we'll wrap it up. But th- thanks for sharing. Thanks for coming in. Love your heart and love uh, what you do, and uh, let, let your light brightly shine for Jesus. Yeah. Well, thanks for
0: listening to this bonus segment of the podcast. Pass it along to somebody who may need to hear it. Thank you for listening. And again, Facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio.